So yeah, we're in a tough time economically in this country. I think it's long past time to reevaluate the uh, American workforce proposition. You know, a time for a new American labor deal, I call it. And uh, you've probably noticed, I know I certainly have, and I've been able to travel up and down the eastern seaboard quite a bit recently. And, uh, you know, there's a general malaise. There's uh, help wanted signs across all kinds of low income uh, jobs. And there's a pervasive attitude among older uh, generation that they get mad when, when, when the notion of, I don't want to do that, or it's not worth it, or it doesn't pay enough, comes up. You know, they feel like there's, there's a sense of entitlement that, that, that makes them angry. Um, but I think what, what unfortunately we're falling, falling prey to, and we're being manipulated with, you know, again, manufactured propaganda campaigns by vested interest groups always are the sto- part of the story, a big part of the story. But, you know, look, what was reality for people in previous generations is doesn't have to be reality today. We don't have to keep doing what we've always done. We don't. In fact, we shouldn't. It's, it's becoming dangerous, folks. Who the fuck wants to work a low-wage job, trade away 8, 10 hours of their life every day, their prime energy hours, their prime thinking time, their prime creativity, to be beaten down by the unfortunate reality that it's never going to be enough to make ends meet, never going to be enough to have a good life, never going to be enough to be economically secure, and the trends are all accelerating. There's an ocean of work if you're willing to work for less than 20 bucks an hour. And in most cases, less than 15 bucks an hour. And guess what? You can't survive and save, as our society loves to tell you you need to do, on less than 50 bucks an hour at current prices. That's not assuming inflation, folks. That's assuming that we basically have very modest, almost unnoticeable inflation that we've had since I was born in the 70s. If you look at most sectors of the economy, things, the prices of things have stayed about the same for the basket of goods and services most of us consume, with the exceptions being our housing and arguably our uh, energy prices. But like a hamburger costs the fucking same. You could still get a soda for a dollar a lot of times, you know? Not, not necessarily a bottled soda in a convenience store because you've got... You know, you've got some markup there with their labor costs. You've got some transportation costs. It's very expensive to try to run a, a distribution outfit like Coca-Cola today with labor being what it is and all that. But generally speaking, the prices have not gone bananas. So you can start to see like, okay, so fundamentally in terms of the supply uh, end of things driving prices up, that doesn't seem to be the issue. We seem to be able to render, before COVID, of course, because now we've got all kinds of supply disruptions right now for a lot of reasons, by the way, not just one. It's not just COVID. We have supply interruptions for a wide variety of reasons, including some we may never be told. Like maybe people aren't going to accept our currency at current at what they've been accepting it at, exchange rates that we've been doing.
There could be shit like that going on that you're not even privy to. Nor am I. But let me not get sidetracked here. It's time for a new American labor deal. We're fucking miserable, people. I'm speaking for us all. We are miserable. We're on a treadmill to nowhere. We're walking around, working our asses off. And and with COVID, the interruption of COVID, some of us are just exhausted. We can't go back to what we were doing before. It's it's just not, A, it's not there. You know, my my country club office gig that was paying me, you know, in the 80s, salary-wise, they jettisoned me under the guise of COVID corporate restructuring. And now... Shit, I can't find a good job. I'm cobbled together some odd job shit, some DoorDashy stuff. I worked FedEx route for a while, worked as apartment maintenance for a while. Took a couple of jobs here during my temporary exile, during my family drama. Fucking insultingly low wages, like 12 bucks an hour stuff that I would do a day or two and be like, I can't do this. Because for a lot of reasons. Number one, I'm almost 50 years old. Can't go back to that. Just can't afford it. I got—I mean, I got a fucking truck lease. I got a house I'm still paying for in New York. I got all kinds of bills. I can't work for those wages, man. Neither can you. Not even close. Plus, you're sitting around. You're standing there, and these jobs—they're so—they're so used to being having this free slave labor that they've never innovated. So you're just bored. You're just sitting there. You're doing meaningless tasks. There's lots of bureaucracy and bullshit involved. They're worried about somebody stealing something. I mean, something minor. It doesn't even matter if you just get the business right. You wouldn't need, you know. So, it's just frustrating. It's frustrating to to be a part of it and be caught up in. You know, you have to make, you don't have a choice. You have to make obscene amounts of money. The economy doesn't want to pay you that. You get to a point age-wise or time-wise or commitment-wise where you can't work two, two, three jobs like you did when you were a youngster. You just can't fucking do it. You can't, you can't spare that much bandwidth. So we need, desperately, desperately need a new American labor deal. And we've needed it for quite some time. It's just with COVID, it didn't rear itself up. Now it's reared itself up. Now we have supply disruptions. Now we have what could be called an unofficial strike going on, where people just aren't doing it. They're not taking the shitty paying jobs, or they're not sticking with them, and they're not going the extra mile, because why should they? It doesn't get them anywhere. It doesn't even pay for their apartments and their cars. Their cars are falling apart. They're dependent upon friends and family for aid. This is not sustainable. It has not been sustainable. And it won't be sustainable. We've got to do better than this. We've got to do better than this. And the exciting thing is we can. We can do better. There is no such thing as scarcity. It's all artificial. The vested interest groups, the people that are in the businesses that manufacture the goods and services and render render the goods and services to market that you currently consume, they all constrain supply and create barriers to entry or through licensure or any number of bureaucratic mechanisms prevent the real reality, which is there is no scarcity. You can easily produce the basket of goods and services that constitutes the American middle-class lifestyle. You could do that for the entire population of the world, and it doesn't need to cost far beyond what wages are paying in this today's market. It's just, that's the economic reality. It can be done. There's no, there's no shortage of resources. There's no real shortage of microchips. They've artificially constrained microchips, for example, which have affected everything from like car lots being empty all over this country. Open your fucking eyes, people. 
Have you driven past a car lot? I have in upstate New York on my way down here to Florida and all through Florida. Empty. There are no cars. There aren't. They're playing a weird game. We live in a society where you have to have a car. You have to have reliable transports. Can't, you know, can't have something with duct tape, fucking hoses and falling apart tires and shit breaking every five. These things only last so long. Gotta have new cars. Gotta have new housing. Gotta have real estate development to tear down the depressing old shit and backfill it with exciting new stuff. You need this. This churn. You need a new American labor deal so that the citizenry aren't miserable and depressed and getting and, and, and taking it out on themselves and their neighbors and their friends and their family. Right, I propose a three-hour workday for 100 bucks, minimum. Three hours, focused hustle, and the government and an entrepreneurial class can create uh, a new reality where we have an ocean of new leaders, things that people are, are well-led at, at companies. People aren't being mired in minutia and poor businesses and poor environments. Instead, we're pushing the envelope. Okay, so so instead of, you know, lame, ineffective stimulus packages, we can move into a realm where maybe the federal government short-term or some other agency or some other philanthropic group can backfill the difference between what the employers and the labor market is willing to pay now, which is below 15 in most cases, an hour, to whatever it needs to be to have, you know, 33 and a half would be $100 for three hours. Now you'd be... You may ask, why $100 for three hours? Where did you get that number from? Well, at current prices, at current prices and at current trade-off of time, I think you could get, with good leadership, again, good leadership needs to be something that's discussed openly in society, something that's taught in our schools, something that's taught and retaught to ourselves through self-learning which should be the main focus of all education, by the way. Self-learning, being a lifelong learner, caring about learning, caring about perspective. But three hours, you could get in and get out. It doesn't become this arduous mountain of hell where you're there, standing, bored, irrelevant, in exchange for less than $100 because of the wages, wages paid. No, 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 you're in, you're out. And if you're willing to do a six-hour, again, less than the eight, but a six-hour session, now you're talking like 200 bucks. Now you're actually making some money. You can actually, that's, that's, that, would, that 200 would be, uh, if you work a five-day week, you're talking $1,000 a week. If inflation doesn't destroy what that could do, that could start doing a lot in terms of making ends meet and making people a lot fucking less miserable, which should be the goal of our economic policy at this point. Increasing human happiness and economic security so that we can then increase bandwidth and time for being better humans. More educated and more wise humans. More time with our families. Let's need to outsource our kids to society and to governmental agencies and institutions and babysitting services. You could do all that yourself in a world where you're not trading away all your fucking time for a few dollars. This is, this is what we have to do. And we have to do this reorientation of the economy, the new American labor deal, with an eco-pragmatic approach. I want to form the eco-pragmatist party, actually, to skim off 
disenfranchised voters that went into the Trump camp and disenfranchised voters that were supporting people like Bernie Sanders and Andrew Yang. We need to create a new party, echo-pragmatism, that is pragmatic. In other words, we're talking concrete things that need to be done, like acknowledging the American middle class lifestyle of goods and services is a, is a, is a real baseline from which to quantify and discuss all else. See, it gets us away from, oh, maybe you shouldn't drive. Bullshit. Everybody wants private transports. No one wants to ride a stinky train or a stinky bus or be in some stinky car talking to you. I don't want to talk to you. It's nothing personal, bro. But you smell. I don't want to hear what you have to say. I don't want to listen to your fucking music. I don't want to smell your fucking food on my goddamn ride to work and back. I don't want to carry all that shit. I want my own transport, and so do you, for the most part. If you want to walk, fine. You want to ride a bike, fine. E-bikes are cool. They're coming. If government gets out of the way. You want to ride a bus, fine. But most of us, the assumption is you're going to want private transports because you're going to want the, the mobility, the freedom, the security that comes with that. The options, the speed, the velocity. So, the American middle class basket of goods and services can be rendered to market at price points that people can afford. And if you do that against the backdrop of a new American labor deal that creates these earnings and demands far less of our time. In other words, if you have three better led, better focused work shifts that compensated employees at a, at a level that they could actually have this American middle class lifestyle easily and then some and do all the fun stuff they want to go do and drink the fucking coffees when they want to go call, drink the coffees, et cetera, et cetera. Go to the shows they want to go to. If you have three fo- well-led focus shifts with no bullshit at wages where people can afford to goddamn live, look out, folks. Human happiness will skyrocket or at least will improve from where we're at today, which is becoming rapidly a dystopian nightmare. So enjoy your fourth, whatever that means to you. To me, it means it's time to inflect. It's time to get on with America 2.0 or America 3.0, whatever number you need to put on it. It's time. COVID was the pry bar of Pandora's box that has... That, that people are trying to close. They're trying to put the genie back in the bottle. Don't put the genie back in the bottle. Make the genie work magic for us. Economic magic for us. American middle class lifestyle for all. Three hours for a hundred bucks minimum. Hyper focused and well led leadership, well led business. Endeavors of all across all ends of the spectrum. No more. Let's let's take a restaurant food service business, which is in shambles, by the way, screaming for labor because they just can't do it without a slave labor model. No more of these fucking nasty ass drink machines, disgusting ass floors, fucking you know kitchens that look all fucking mess. No, because you have time for leadership. You have bandwidth. You have employees that will care because you're starting to care about them. 
and demand a lot less fucking time from them. Time that they can use to better themselves, to read all those books, to gather and gain all that perspective, to take care of themselves, go to the gym, go spend some time with their friends and family, to love their kids instead of just giving them to some governmental agency or babysitting service so they can work some shit-ass slave job for your dumbass. So celebrate the 4th. Let's, let's, let's make the 4th mean Independence Day. Let's liberate humanity from this yoke of slavery that we're still doing. We can. We should. We must do better. And we need to do it now. Because human expectations have risen. And if we don't rise to the challenge, we're going to fall prey to authoritarian nightmares bolstered by surveillance state technologies that will be never-ending. And you will not be able to tear them down. Because they'll see you coming a mile away. So get your head out of your ass, please. Peace.